A snippet of one of the great song titles coming up soon in fall for Steve and the board. But firstly, where we left off in episode one, Adelaide's Blues, Rags and Hollers with I Just Want to Make Love to You. version of the Willie Dixon song that was also covered by the Rolling Stones. Blues, rags and hollers were part of the vibrant Adelaide blues scene, but this 45 released on the Leiden label was their only recording. The band comprised Brian Coughlin, Ted Fry, David Harrison, John Hilton, Mick Patterson and Andy Wilkinson. And now, what is a giggle-eyed goo? See if you can figure it out. Steve and the board. Ooh. Wow, as I go, 
measure. He's got nine lives, yeah, one for good measure. Animal, vegetable, mineral stuff. He's a giggle-eye, gongle-eye, mama, he's a scribble-eye, giggle-eye, gongle-eye. Go on and be that good dog, Alex. I'm none the wiser, but of course that's the point. The attraction is the title, not the lyrics. Written by Nat Kipner with guitarist Carl Grossman. For the band led by Nat's son, Steve, the song actually charted in the band's hometown of Brisbane. Officially, it was the B-side of Rosalind and was first released on the uber-rare Everybody's label before it merged with Spin after just four releases. The band comprised... Steve Kipner, Carl Grossman, Alex Hill, Dennis Neville, Colin Peterson and Jeff Bridgeford. Of course, Colin Peterson, like Vince Maloney, was soon to head to England and become a BG. In a piece of synergy, Jeff Bridgeford was also to head to England and appear as the BG's drummer in 1970. Melbourne band The Outcasts changed their name to The Blue Beats. She's coming home.
Blue Beats released that little piece of magic on the festival label in July of 1965. It was written by band member Wayne Pohl. The band holds a couple of interesting distinctions. They supported the Rolling Stones on their 1965 Australian tour, and lead singer Mike Gibbons was the subject of a bizarre Mike Gibbons Day, proclaimed by Sydney DJ John Maloney, who just happened to also double as the band's manager. As well as Mike Gibbons and Wayne Pohl, the Blue Beats comprised Brian Patterson, Barry Dassault, and John Petro. From Perth came Glenn Ingram and the High Five with Skyboat Song. Epic tale of Bonnie Prince Billy and his mythological flight to freedom on the Isle of Skye is a much-recorded traditional. Most recently, of course, it was used as a theme for Outlander. The actual 45 released on the Clarion label in July of 1966 is an unusual one. The band, the high five of the constant on both sides. Glenn Ingram takes the lead vocal on one side and Terry Walker on the other. Together with the Twilights, the High Five were pioneers of the twin lead vocalist concept. 
And there was a Skybird Song EP, which is an absolute gem, including three tracks that never appeared on a 45 single. I mentioned in the first episode that if the liner notes of So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star were to be rewritten today, there would be some revision. The High Five are a case in point. Their history actually dates back to 1957, with Glenn Ingram joining in 1962. In the liner notes, Glenn A. Baker does credit producer Martin Clark, so I'm guessing that there is a degree of accuracy in listing other High Five band members on the Skyboat song recording, Alan Ingram, Kevin Riddington and Jim Mick Robinson. However, in the wonderful Jive Twist and Stomp book, chronicling Western Australian bands of the 50s and 60s, several other band members are listed around the time of the recording. A mystery now. Which girl? The mysteries. Mysteries are a sad tale of the perils of the music industry. A dodgy entrepreneur named Martin Kopp recruited two members of Melbourne band The Outcasts to form a group that appeared on stage in hoods, hence the band's name. He also enlisted legendary Melbourne producer Bob King Crawford to write and produce a promised string of hits on Kopp's own label, Orbit. To cut a very long story short, Orbit turned out to be a $10 shell company. Which girl backed with Land of the Green Sun, which was the supposed mythical place from where the mysteries emerged, turned out to be the only Orbit label release. Yet somehow Cop got Festival to re-release the 45 on the Leiden label. From reports at the time, the band was pretty good musically, although the hoods were somewhat of an impediment. The mysteries appeared on TV and toured extensively. Alas, in Adelaide, on the final leg of a tour, the whole ruse was revealed when Cop disappeared, pursued by a string of creditors. 
It turned out that Cop was an alias, and in those infamous words, he was well known to police. The mysteries were no more, and presumably returned to the land of the green sun. You can find the whole sordid tale on the internet, as told by band member Ziggy Zapata. The other unmasked band members were Charlie Thomas, Kevin Thomas, and Malcolm McPhee, who was the original drummer, replaced in time by John Lake. In a ridiculous postscript to this whole mystery, a copy of the Leiden Label 45 is on eBay for an outrageous $10,000. By my estimate, that is around $9,500 over its true value. Perhaps coppers reappeared. That is enough mystery for one episode. Brisbane Band, The Five. Bright Lights, Big City. Bright lights, big city You come to my baby's head Bright lights, big city You've gone to my baby's head I've gotta tell you, woman You won't believe a word that I've said It's alright, pretty baby You're gonna need my help someday It's alright All the words that I have said Cause I want you Jimmy Reed classic, The Five emerged from the strong Brisbane nightclub scene as part of the Ivan Damon stable. The band originally comprised Ronnie Williams, Barry Pearson, Stan Lenz, Ian Jacobs and Peter Thompson. 
The band were encouraged to head south and recorded their first 45 single at Festival's Piemont Studios, ironically just around the corner from where I'm recording this podcast, before heading to Melbourne and linking up with producer Pat Alton. Although a cover version is on the compilation album, The Five's lead singer Ronnie Williams was a talented songwriter who contributed several tracks on the band's 45 releases, which totaled three on the Sunshine label, 1965-66. After a couple of lineup changes, The Five parted ways in 1967, which was the pattern of the time, but a great shame, because the band produced a great sound with several original Australian compositions. A band named The Pogs now, with The Pogs Theme... were a Sydney band that featured as its creative force a teenage Rory O'Donoghue. Hello, Auntie Jack. Other band members were Nini Bellantonio, Rocco Bellantonio, and Paul Brownlow. Nino was an architecture student at Sydney University, which got the band a gig at the annual University of Sydney Architectural Society Review, which was produced in 1966 by another student, none other than Graham Bond, who of course was later to link with Rory O'Donoghue in many musical and comedy adventures. As the world turns, Graham Bond was friends with aspiring songwriter Peter Best, recently a winner of the Sun Herald Songwriting Competition of 1966. Peter Best was to write and produce the four POG singles on the lead-in label 
of which the Pogs theme was actually the B-side of the third in 1967. Important to point out that Peter Best was not the one-time Beatles drummer Pete Best, famously replaced, of course, by Ringo Starr. Another great band name is next, The Morlock and Every Night. was an Australian composition by band member Noel Neat. Other original band members were Laurie Crooks, Jeff Smith and John Zale. Every Night was the Morlocks' first 45, and only release on the short-lived Reg Grundy label. Yes, the great Australian television producer had his own record label. The Morlock recorded three 45s, the other two being released on the Parlophone label. In another case of revision of Glenn A. Baker's liner notes, the Morlock, as told by John Zale, were not managed by Mark Royal and did not back a singer named Johnny Fancy Pants, who would. They were a standalone band who sadly broke up in the cold of the abject Melbourne winter of 1966 after being sent there by their manager, name unknown, for promise gigs that never eventuated. The name, the Morlock, came from a H.G. Wells novel, and now kicks the librettos.
Originally out of New Zealand, the librettos travelled to Sydney before relocating to Melbourne and establishing themselves on the Australian scene. Kicks was the band's third single on the Sunshine label and is a recognised garage classic. The band had originally recorded on the HMV New Zealand label and recorded 245s on HMV Australia before the shift to Sunshine. Kicks was written by Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel and was intended for the animals who turned it down, so it was recorded by Paul Revere and the Raiders. It's actually an anti-drug song, written and recorded at a time when there was so much pro-drugs music around. The librettos were formed in Wellington, New Zealand in 1960 and had quite a turnover of personnel. At the time of the Kicks recording, the band comprised Rod Stone, Lou Perrin, Brian Peacock and Craig Collinge. Rod Stone and Brian Peacock were to join the Playboys, backing Normie Rowe at the time. Craig Collinge formed the Brilliant Procession and was later joined by Brian Peacock. Rod Stone moved on to The Groove. Quite an alumni. And now the final track from another band with alumni who had successful careers in the music industry. The Sherman with Don't Deceive. Laugh at me 
song they all agree I never said I loved you, honey Don't believe, don't deceive I always love you, baby, please Don't ever leave me straight Don't deceive, whoop Sherman emerged from the 1965 Radio Tourism Sound Spectacular, a forerunner of the Battle of the Sounds. Apparently, they defeated 58 bands in an event held at the Old Sydney Stadium. It must have been a logistical nightmare. The winner received the usual spoils of a recording contract, £100, and in this instance, a spot on the Dave Clark 5 tour. When it came to the recording session, apparently the producer forgot to turn up, so the boys self-produced. They ended up recording two 45s on the lead and label, both self-produced. Don't Deceive was written by band members Baden Hutchins and Ian Thomas. The other band members were Peter Ellison and Tony Hamilton. Baden Hutchins and Ian Thomas were to spend time in the second incarnation of the legendary Missing Links. Tony Hamilton moved on to the nomads. And that's it for part two of So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, volume one. As with part one, not many hits, but a whole lot of great Australian music. We'll sign off with a snippet of one of the more successful tracks from the compilation LP, not included in the podcasts. Mike Ferber and the Bowery Boys, You Stole My Love. And I'll get to the Mike Ferber story soon as part of the Singers series. You stole my love. 